The following is a conversation between Allison Moore, Chief Executive Officer of Comic Relief U.S., and Denver Frederick, the host of The Business of Giving. Comic Relief harnesses the power of entertainment to drive positive change to help those who need it most in America and around the world. And with the COVID-19 pandemic, the need has never been greater. And here to discuss all that they do, including their signature event, Red Nose Day, it's a pleasure to have with us Allison Moore, the CEO of Comic Relief U.S. Welcome to the Business of Giving, Allison. Thank you so much for having me. It's really great to be here. First, tell us about the organization, a little bit about your history and the work that you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Comic Relief is a nonprofit organization, as you mentioned. We drive positive change, the power of entertainment and engagement and consumer engagement. And so our vision broadly is a just world free of poverty. And so in that space and in that mindset, we occupy a really unique role. It's almost like a fulcrum role between on one side, we have this really deep expertise in marketing and content engine and creating what is a creative single-minded focus of and a really easy way for consumers to give. We take those kinds of programs and through corporate partners, raise money at scale. When we raise that scale dollars, we turn around and on our other side, we are a deeply rooted grant making engine with really strong insight to what's happening on the ground in any of the sectors. And so we ensure those funds raised are directed to the programs making really deep impact to people in need. And that's the construct with which we operate our organization. We are the sister organization of Comic Relief UK, which has been in the United Kingdom since the 80s, started by Mm -hmm. Richard Curtis. So we've been here in the US for five years and we launched with Red Nose Day. This is the biggest example of our work here in the U.S. So our Red Nose Day lens is particularly is children. The campaign's goal is to always help end the child poverty by keeping children safe, healthy, and educated. That's been our framework. And again, through that same platform of money raising and then funds distribution, we have on one side raised funds over the last five years, $200 million over the last five years. Wow. Exactly. So by this really developing a simple, engaging consumer way to give. So in Red Nose Day, it's this kind of almost crazy red nose. And the idea of this red nose as being a symbol to just almost like a trigger to donate. And that explodes in April and May during our kind of big time frame with core partners like Walgreens, NBC and Mars, which really drives the scale for those donations to have a massive fundraise. And then we take those dollars and on the other side, kind of curate and distribute those funds with our grantee partners, or 20 of them, who are really deeply embedded in all the work to make a positive impact for children in the U.S. and abroad. So in the U.S., it's Children's Health Fund, it's Covenant House, it's Boys and Girls Club of America, it's Feeding America. In the international environment, we have UNIDOS, we have the Global Fund, we have Mm -hmm. a lot of different funds that we are kind of supporting both across the board. So that is what we do for Red Nose Day and we've done for the last five years. And really, I think, have been successful in engaging consumers, making it easy to wrap your head around what you do when you go into a Walgreens and the entire store is painted red and a a rep asks you if you want to donate to Red Nose Day and buy a nose, you get what that is, you do it, and it kind of has this groundswell of support. We have a night of TV that ends on this year, it'll be May 21st. And that is a showcase of a lead-in kind of show that celebrates Red Nose Day, the act of giving, why to give you know, taps into celebrities who really donate their time to help spread that message. And then having musical acts and support and kind of telling the stories of where that impact, where your dollars go when you do give to Red Nose Day. It's a very interesting thing to get that consumer awareness and have people participate. So whether that's consumers or employees or 
partners, it just becomes this big event. And what we're looking to do this year is figure out how we harness all of that with everything that's happening with COVID mm-hmm. and really turn our eye to that as our focus. Well, a great overview. The only thing I would take issue with is there's no such thing as a crazy red nose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> talk a little bit about COVID-19 and yeah. how that threatens children and some of what you've seen. Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing when this whole thing started to happen is that the, I guess the popular meme that was established was that this doesn't affect children. Because obviously COVID affects on both frames, health and economic. And so on the health side, which is the first and foremost of the impact scene, that was circulated like, don't worry about the kids, it's older people, Mm -hmm. it's people with compromised systems, that kind of thing. But nothing could be further from the truth. If you think about the programs that we support and all of our grantees run that support vulnerable children, I mean, there are school programs that are being erased, all that infrastructure. So that's food. That is after school care. That's just care in general. There are health programs that are now kind of pulled back because they can't reach and can't congregate and to have even wellness checks or any kind of health checks. I think shelter and shelter in place is really hard to do when you don't have a stable system for your own housing environment. And Mm -hmm. all of those things are where Red Nose Day through our grantee partners come to support in a good day, right? So you add COVID to that and now you've got A, right? So on the health crisis, but B, you've got 22 million Americans who have now filed for unemployment. The amount of people who are living check by check who have now kind of entered into the system of need, children and their families, it's overwhelming what's happening on the ground that's yeah. affecting um, these kids. And, and 22 and, million actually is a number of children who depend upon school for their breakfast and their for lunch. They don't have Wi-Fi at their home in no. many cases, so they can't yep. do their online education. So again, it's that snowball effect that happens as from this. That's right. And I think, and we were just speaking about this, the domino effect of things happen. You almost don't even realize the impact that something that you think is unrelated actually has a a massive impact on the back end. And we're just seeing that through all of our partners. So all of our work has really turned to supporting the efforts around COVID. And the good news is in the sense that we already have our grantee partners who really have their finger on the pulse of what's happening and saw this coming and started to change their infrastructure and then come to us. We hosted a virtual roundtable with some of our key grantee partners to sort of like, what, what's happening with you operationally? What's happening with you in your communities to kind of bring that to life so that it doesn't just become this children are not affected and we don't need to pay attention. And, and some of the stories coming out of there are, are really striking. Yeah, so. yeah. Allison, what has it been like to prepare for a mega event like Red Nose Day, May 21, in a completely virtual environment? What changes have you had to make to pull this thing off? Yeah, it's an interesting time. Our signature campaign window is April and May. It mm-hmm. starts with Walgreens and then ends with a night of TV on NBC. So in some ways, we train for this. This is what we do. But truthfully, <laughs> since this really started to come in the, in the beginning of March, a couple of things happened. A, there's lots of different benefits, lots of activity, lots of celebrities kind of jumping involved, lots of scale programs that are happening. And I think in some ways, which truthfully, meta-wise, that's great because people are getting the support that they need. From an organization's perspective, what we really had to do is our plan that we had for Red Nose Day needed to change. And this Mm -hmm. is the most overused word, but I'm gonna use it again because it's so uh, fitting. We had to pivot. We had to think about, okay, A, reached out to all of our grantees. What's happening with you guys with COVID? Tell us some of the places that you need 
how can we support you and kind of accelerate our support for you? So that we've been doing all virtually. My grants team has just been amazingly on the front lines, getting the feedback, logging where that's needed, giving some flexibility from the administrative burdens of getting programs, accelerating some payments early and moving it up in the year so that those organizations can activate against their COVID work, impact right. work right now. So done, done that very, I mean, that was not the plan March 1st. <laughs> on the marketing side and on the way that we engage and activate on the fundraising side, all of our marketing messaging has been to really focus in on the very direct sense of urgency that COVID has brought. So we created all new marketing uh, materials to kind of push out on our social handles as we've worked with our partners, Walgreens and NBC. First of all, they're incredible partners, A, because how nimble they have been. Look, this is affecting their business too. Yeah. So instead of it hasn't been a situation where a Walgreens, I mean, you can imagine a partner going like, okay, I'm not sure we can actually take this on right now. You know, Rome is burning in other places. It hasn't been the case. No. Uh, I've never seen the amount of commitment and I will say doubling down that Walgreens, NBC and Mars have done on behalf of Red Nose Day in the face of massive change on their ends to kind of bring this to life to fundraise during this time. Oh, that is great. So, that really great. is. I do think people strive for connection at this time and for meaning and purpose. And to your point, Allison, I think on the part of a lot of nonprofit organizations, you almost get too empathic and say, oh, they don't have time for this. And they're really waiting to be asked. And they not only step up to the occasion, they go beyond and do more than you could have ever dreamed. Yeah. And I think that goes two ways, right? So the organizations and look, those three companies have been our core partners for the last five years. And having been in a you know, work group of partners basically all my career, I've been struck by that commitment and that level of uh, diligence, frankly. But it also is as those organizations touch people, consumers, just audiences, that genuine authenticity around we're doing this again and we're going to connect with you again. It, the, the ask is okay if it's done in the right, right yes. way. There's been a lot of feedback and it's, it's concerning because of people pulling back, like don't ask for donation right now. There, there's too much going on of asking. It's more like support, don't ask. You have to ask. And I think the truth <laughs> is that if we don't ask and if we don't fundraise, Many of these organizations and many of the people that are supported by these organizations are going to fall through the cracks. It's the most vulnerable population that we're talking about here. Yeah, that's know? for sure. And Allison, the fact of the matter is, if you don't ask now, when would you ask? Well, right. And I think what is interesting, back to your point about empathy, is particularly you can see this in the American sector. We are all in this together. Everyone is being affected by this in some way, shape, or form. And so the, the American public... In, in the space that we fundraise, it has a tremendous amount of empathy and connecting on a human level when you really get down to it around like, what's my, my grandmother used to say, it, oh God, if not by the grace of God, go I. There you go, <laughs> I, your grandmother I, had it right. <laughs> yeah, and I think that there is truth to that and that's a way that people are like, okay, give $1, $5, shit, give, give what you have, give what you can mm-hmm. in the space that you can. Yeah. And there, there is definitely a feeling of pay it forward in the American public. And mm-hmm. I think that that's a spirit that we all have. And it's, it, it's great. Yeah. Talking about give what you can, Comic Relief has always had a pretty good digital footprint. But in the absence of Walgreens stores, and I used to give mm-hmm. every year when I would go into a Walgreens yeah. <laughs> store, well, I'm not going to one this year. I'm, I right. know that. Have you become even more digitally oriented in terms of your fundraising? If so, tell us how you're going about that. Yeah. So this year, what's really interesting is Walgreens has refactored their entire 
frame because of obviously that less people coming in than retail, but they have done a lot of innovative things for their own business, which has been really exciting to see. And Richard Ashworth, who's now the CEO, has just been on the ground figuring out ways for their own pivot, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that they've had to understand, okay, is what is that retail dynamic as it relates to, to your point, well, Red Nose Day. So Typically, we have a floor activation. There's NCAP with like supplier partners that are like really key partners and brands that participate with Red Nose Day every year. The staff of Walgreens, I've, I've never seen a more impassioned group of people who take the brand and take the idea of Red Nose Day as their own and then communicate that and, and really evangelize for it at point of sale, essentially. And that dynamic is going to be different this year in a couple of different ways. Still going to be the presence of Red Nose Day. Richard made that commitment very early on. And I have to tell you that the employee, the employees have filled their coffers with this branding of Red Nose Day mm -hmm. to kind of, I think it gives them already a point of engagement and a way to hold hope in that way. So for the people that are in retail, there is an opportunity to engage around Red Nose Day um, and participate. What is different this year is that we're not going to be selling a nose, a physical nose that goes on your face. And I think that's the right decision to be made right now. And with something that goes on your nose to avoid face touching, all the stuff that we've been talking about for the last couple of months. So in replacement of that and in partnership with the Walgreens team on their digital side uh, and the marketing team there, we are creating what is um, a, a digital nose. So with an online donation, we're driving a ton of people to walgreens.com or you can go to noseson.com. And if you donate, you unlock a digital nose that will be available on Snapchat, Instagram, and Facebook. And so you donate, we'll go through the transaction, up comes a page, you unlock a digital nose that when you put it up with your lens on your mobile phone, has these great red noses that kind of fall down. And then it says, I donated a red nose day. So for us, the leveraging of digital, I, I mean, look, that was an amazing pivot to figure out yeah, how, how to fast. do that, create a consumer journey. Mm -hmm. create a way to kind of connect the dots, unlock that creative and work with the social platforms. And they've been great to accelerate that work. And I think we'll see about the scope and scale of how that works in a digital environment. I have a digital background myself, and I think mm -hmm. this will be a really interesting experiment. Walgreens is putting their entire muscle behind it. So whether it's social, it's, there'll be paid media, there's earned media, they're activating within NBC universe as we make that transition at the end of April and May to have both brands talking about Red Nose Day. The entire strength and power and muscle of NBC Digital will be behind it as well. So in many ways, while it was a big like, oh gosh, <laughs> no nose is a retail. How are we going to deal with that? Yeah, the yeah. commitment by Walgreens, the creativity and innovation, frankly, of the co-teams together, and then the sheer scale of digital for both of these organizations will be tremendously helpful. Well, I cannot, I'm, I'm staying in my house, so I can't wait to get my digital nose and put it over <laughs> yeah. my digital mask. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. There's, That's a look, exactly, isn't it? <laughs> it's a total look. Well, I hope you post it on social and then oh, you yeah, absolutely. You do the same thing too. Oh. But I, I think it just, I, part, look, part of our heritage is creativity and ingenuity and, and yeah. figuring out how to dust off your your boots and get back in it. Um, and it also sounds like Allison is that some of this is going to stick for future years. And that's something which you probably would have never forced yourself to do if you had all the tools that had been available yeah. to you. But now this is going to be an amplification of red nose days in years to come. What's it been like to be a leader in a crisis like this? Yeah. Um, and do you see your leadership changing in the future? Maybe even other leaders in the sector as a result of this pandemic? Yeah, it's an enormous responsibility to lead an organization through this. And particularly when you have a lot of downward pressure and headwinds on 
your ability to drive revenue and operating dollars to support the team. And so I feel, I feel grateful, frankly, for the opportunity. I have an amazing team. They're close, connected, work hard together in the scrum. I feel like my responsibility to them is steady leadership, calm in the face of chaos as much as I can be, authenticity, and frankly, transparency about what's happening. It's really hard to be disaggregated, all of us. And I stare at a, a, a team through the Zoom lens, just like the Brady Bunch look that everyone else is doing. <laughs> yeah. And I as much as I can try to maintain a level of personal connection and storytelling and sharing around what's happening just in my own life without it being a overshare, but also inviting that kind of comfortability. This is hard. This will be hard. It's mm-hmm. hard on two levels. It's hard from an organization kind of business and the responsibility we feel that what we need to do every day to, to help these kids. And it's hard personally. A lot of the people on the team have people in their own circles of relationships that are affected. Mm. There are people who live on their own. They live by themselves. They don't have the benefit. I have a 14-year-old daughter and a husband, and we're here with my mother. I feel deeply grateful that I have that framework here. Not everybody does, even if everything's healthy. It's just, it can be very isolating. So I think that you, as a leader, while you're driving the work and the accountability for the work and making sure the times are, and everything that we're doing that's mechanics of the work itself, you have to remember the human side too, even more so in this role now, today. And so for the future, look, I, I think... I've been accused by leading as a human for many years. So I think, I think that will stay, that will stay intact. I hope through this process and maybe even get sharper and and better and more refined. I think on the other side, it's an interesting question around how we work. Mm -hmm. And I definitely have, I have a big background in the media business, a lot of times in the media business and digital startup side too. In the media business, a lot of that business is done face-to-face, always insisted on face-to-face. And we may see that business and work gets done in in a more flexible way. And it may just be more interesting for younger people to come into nonprofit. I think it'll modernize the nonprofit sector in some way in the way we work. And I think that actually would be an okay thing. Yeah, we're probably a decade or two behind the business world when it comes to the digital world. And this has got to accelerate it or you're not going to exist. Give us a little bit of a sneak preview of what's coming up on May 21st, Red Nose Day, and what listeners can do right now to give you a good head start. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a little giddy about it. A, without getting into the age conversation, but I, I am a uh, child of the 80s. And I think what that does is the Celebrity Escape Room is the show that we are starting off our night of TV on May 21st at NBC. This is executive produced by Ben Stiller, Jack Black's involved, Lisa Kudrow and Courtney Cox from Friends, and then Adam Scott is on board as well. And these wow. guys the escape. It's, it's an incredible lineup. And I will tell you, I was so struck by just their dedication, willing to come out, talk about it, support. I mean, Jack Black has been a really huge supporter of ours for a long, uh, quite a long time and, and just always ready for the call. So that show kicks off Night of TV on the 21st. And then we have a host of celebrity supporters and music artists and people just coming to the forefront to share stories and a little bit of entertainment and engagement. Interesting this year, we almost don't have to explain the need because everybody's Mm -hmm. feeling this so directly. And that makes this storytelling and how we put that together really different this year. And I think in a very interesting way. And we're not only, so when we think about, I mean, gosh, May 21st feels like a million years from now in some way. We know that every, all the effects of COVID, I mean, we're seeing them today. 
what's going to happen two months down the line, three months, six months, eight? No one knows. I, it just, no one knows. And I think our work couldn't be more important than it is today and getting that message out. So I'm grateful for what is almost like a book ending of being able to, in the beginning of April, now with Walgreens, kick that off and talk about COVID and figure out how we drive people to understand that connection between a simple act of kindness or a donation goes a long way in these safe, healthy, and educated around kids that are fighting against the ravages of COVID. What will that mean in May? How do we tell that story? Mm-hmm. And how do we continue to you know, lean on the, the public's support and empathy and, and true understanding of just how impactful this is? Well, I know how busy you are, Allison, getting ready for that big day and that big show. <laughs> and I just want to let you know how grateful I am to you for taking the time to share all of this with us today. Thanks and stay well. I'm so grateful. Thank you for the time. It was great talking to you. I appreciate it so much. Likewise.